You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's a Thursday here on the Blogging the Boys podcast network, and that means it's time to get riled up on the Cowboys with my man Tom Ryle and your boy Roy White. And a lot to get potentially riled up on, Tom, as we thought, you know, a couple weeks ago, maybe the Cowboys would be circling in on their new coaching staff if there was to be any new coaching changes. Well, here in the past week, Dan Quinn named as the head coach of the Washington Commanders. He takes Joe Witt along with him, and the Cowboys Mm -hmm. are left with a gaping hole in their defensive coordinator position. Yeah, and uh, knew they are engaging in a search. Uh, when Whit went, that probably took the best internal candidate. Uh, that leaves them basically with Aiden Dirty. Uh, you know, there's some people that, that keep trying to bring up Al Harris's name, but uh, I saw on uh, again out there in social media, I believe it was Clarence Hill, who said, that's just not in the books. He's He doesn't consider himself a candidate. That's not what he wants to do, apparently. So now we're to the uh, outside candidates. Uh, the first couple were kind of predictable. Uh, they uh, brought, huh? Shocker that they were predictable. Yeah. Well, I don't think, you know, I don't know how it would, how it would be a shocker because that's just kind of their thing. They love former head coaches. Uh, they love guys with long track records. So Ron Rivera and came up first. He was the really obvious one, just sitting there having lost the job in Washington. Mike Zimmer came up, which makes to me a lot more sense than it might for some. He seems to be, you know, he's got the history having a coach with the Cowboys. Uh, he's got that experience out there, uh, having done some head coaching himself. And he also has some attributes that are good, one of which is he seems to hit the ground running his first year and where sometimes a defensive coordinator needs a season or two to really get things clicking. Zimmer's been known to come in and pretty much have his defense clicking along really well uh, by the end of his first season, which great timing if you're going to get it clicking and the team is doing okay to have something going to carry it into the playoffs. Then on Wednesday, some more names started cropping up, and they were both a little bit surprising. Wink Martindale, maybe not so much. They've known him from being in the division. He walked. He opted to leave his job, although that would might have been one of those things where he left before somebody fired him kind of thing, but they made it sound like a mutual agreement or that he just wanted to move on, yet they're interviewing him, which indicates he's not done. And then Rex Ryan name came came up. Now, you know, the first thing you think is, how long has he been at 
you know, ESPN, and it's been years that he's been sitting at the desk and doing his analysis stuff. However, 2016, by the way, Tom. Yeah, Eight I was to be precise. I was wanting to say I was wanting to say 17, but I I wasn't sure. I had looked it up earlier and just slipped my mind. But uh, he did interview with the Broncos last year, so he's trying to get back into coaching. Uh, I guess that's just a hunger to me. Working at a desk, sitting in a studio, not having to travel, seems like a far better life than that the grind that comes with being a coordinator on an NFL football team. But some guys just have that hunger. Uh, I'll say this also, though. Like, it kind of makes sense for guys to jump back and forth because look at the turnover in television. I mean, you can very easily – Rex Ryan, the personality that he has been on television, while, you know, decent, like, he's replaceable 100%. Yeah. And by putting his name back into the NFL, I, I think he gives himself some cachet there. I personally would not be a fan of that. I don't necessarily no. – really. And I know the Cowboys will evaluate some of their decision-making on this. I don't want a big personality at defensive coordinator. I think yeah. Rex Ryan would be too big of a personality in this market. His personality might outshine that of Mike McCarthy's, and not in a good way. Think his brother, Rob Ryan, when yeah. he was in Dallas, and his kind of bombastic nature, I think, sometimes overshadowed Jason Garrett's messaging to a degree. Yeah. So I think and Rex could have that same kind of thing. Um, I'm totally yeah. with you in regards to Mike Zimmer. He would be my choice. Yeah, I, I th my rank order would be Zimmer, Rivera, Gap, Martindale, another Gap, Ryan. That's kind of how I look <laughs> at them. That's uh, well said. That's exactly how I would hold it. Yeah, I, I would I – would, be happiest right now with what they've got because I I don't know if they're going to go with dirty. Uh, I can see some advantages to that, um, but you know maybe Put dirty in that mix over Martindale. I'd rather have uh, dirty over Martindale in that ranking there. That's not a bad thought, but I think maybe they need something different, a little bit of freshness to come in. Dirty was with Quinn for a while, so you know I don't know how much of a change. Uh, yeah, I, I would be probably happiest with Zimmer. Not crushed if it was Rivera, but I'd be sitting here pulling on my goatee and frowning at the, at the uh, last two. And Dirty's kind of just, oh, you know, okay, let's see what happens. But that's kind of how I look at that. But to me, you know how I am. I like to think about what goes on with the inner workings of the team and stuff. I think we've seen in this uh, some of the basic characteristics of how things work at the star. Um, you know, coaching direction, coaching decisions can can tell you something about where the team wants to go, but they can also just tell you about the mindset, the culture, if you will, and in general. Over my many years, I've noticed that people have a tendency to tend towards more conservatism. Uh, now, I a disclaimer, I consider myself bucking that trend because I've probably taken more voluntary decisions to shake my life up and do things differently in the past couple of years than I have in a long, long time. But that's, you know, that's just me. It's just, you know, kind of where I wound up in life. Most NFL owners, of course, 
they're old. They're rich, old billionaires who like having their way. And that makes people conservative. I mean, I'm not using the political definition of the word. I'm using the the outlook on life. You don't like change. You like some predictability. You like continuity. You like to kind of know what's happening in the players around you really well. Um, and, and, you know, some, some owners will hire a general manager and let them go. That's where you see these young up and comers getting their shots and getting chances with other teams and often succeeding very well. It's not going to happen in Dallas because Jerry Jones, as we all know, clings ferociously to the general manager job. He loves being involved he loves having his hand and all the activity all the actions and all the decisions and everything that's going on with the team and he brings that conservative bent that cautious nature and frankly i don't think stephen jones is much different you know i think jerry in some ways thinks a bit younger than his age but Stephen is older than his age, if you understand what I say. They're almost they're almost exactly on the same plane there. Uh, you know, I, at least from what I've seen, you know, maybe one day Stephen will show some some gumption and, and a little innovation. I just, you know, I'm still waiting for that to happen. But that ref, that winds up reflecting on what they do with their coaching hires. They like coaches that kind of take that little, you know, more gradual evolutionary approach to thing than anything revolutionary. And you, you see that you've got a lot changing in the NFL. The whole nature of the game is constantly evolving. We've seen it become such a passing league. We've seen the rule changes that have tried laudably to keep players from getting beat up and really hurt and have to leave the game early and prolong careers. Um, you know, they're protecting the passer more than ever. They're protecting, you know, receivers on the late hits. You're seeing a lot of these uh, personal fouls that a few years ago was nobody would have even noticed because that was just how they thought the game was supposed to be played. So you, you don't have leadership at the top that is really big on on getting aggressive and adapting to what's going on. Uh, they kind of, I think, live a little bit too much in the past because they remember those glory years when Jimmy Johnson came in and, and raised the team up uh, very rapidly with a lot of innovation and, and aggressiveness. And they look back on that. And I think there's just this desire they want to go back to those days which are gone forever you can never go back people um vacations can be tricky you already know how to book flights and hotels but now the only thing you're missing is you know the actual travel experience because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home you need a tool to get the most out of your time away that's where viator steps in you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. 
so you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And I think they want people that have those well-established resumes that they have a good feel for. And in a lot of cases, a real familiarity with them. And if you look at all these names, they fit that to a T, uh, especially Zimmer, which is a reason why I have a little optimism that they may fall into the right decision here. Mm-hmm. And when you say that, like all these names been around the NFL for 10 plus, in some cases, 20 or 30 plus years, the Cowboys are not going out of their way as an organization to find the next 30-year-old coordinator who's up and coming and make him the guy. At least, you know, their one attempt at it, maybe in Kellen Moore, you could argue, I think was perhaps a miss in the end. He he didn't really evolve beyond what I think ultimately was kind of a Jason Garrett-like, what's the word I'm looking for, influenced type of playbook, yeah. right? I think he was heavily influenced by the head coach. I don't think he ever really evolved – out of that, I think mm-hmm. ultimately that showed there in Los Angeles as well in his case. But and, from and, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, and he still carries. Um, let's say, oh, dang it, I hate it when I was about to say something. Uh, oh yeah, he had that familiarity element with him, which meant that he still kind of fit the whole profile that we're talking about. And one thing that the, I think the Cowboys latch out to, and Mike McCarthy may be part of the influence here, they love seeing that head coach on their resume, which I'm not as big about that because it also comes with the prefix former head coach, which always means that there was at some point a failure. Um uh, now, in some cases, you can get guys that they, they hit the Peter principle. Uh, I think Zimmer might be a case of that where he might be a really good defensive coordinator. He just wasn't really a, that good a head coach. But I don't know that he was all that bad as a head coach. So, again, you know, I'm, I'm you know, not not trying to campaign for him. Yes, I am. Uh, it's not. just nobody, nobody listens. Uh, in, of, and I love the, that concept. By the way, the Peter Principle, for those who don't know, I don't want to just skip over that because if you're not familiar with it, it just basically means that people eventually rise to a position of power in which they're incapable of fulfilling that position, right? They've shown that they're excellent at a certain craft, perhaps a coordinator position, perhaps a positional coach. And as they're elevated, they eventually get to a place where they're not really capable of of shouldering that load. And there are guys in the NFL like that. Yeah, you get promoted 
past your capabilities is basically Bingo. what happened. And it, it's, it's, it comes from the business world. You see it happen all the time. Guys, you know, guys that are great at one level and they get up to where they get, have to take a broader look and they just don't have the, the breadth of, of focus or whatever. But anyway, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of, kind of, I think where they are right now. I, you know, we may see another name or two crop up because they're in the interview. I believe that Rivera and Zimmer have both completed theirs. And I think the Ryan and Martindale things are at the requesting stage. So, you know, there still could be more. Uh, I, I, I understand it's a big decision. Uh, they need to get this right. Uh, but you've also got to keep a little awareness about the pool of resources to draw on because I, I believe now when I looked this up, I noticed that some of the sources were not always hundred percent up. So I could be wrong, but I think there are four other teams that are still looking for a defensive coordinator that are directly in competition, maybe for some of these same people. Now, one of them coincidentally happens to be the New York Giants where Martindale left. So they're not in competition for him, but they could be for the other three guys. Um, you know, and so you've got to, you need to consider like, okay, we don't want to miss out on our guy because we tried to be too thorough and dig too deep in. You know, you have to have an efficiency in this process. And it's, you know, that's a hard thing to, to hit the sweet spot. Uh, but they still need to work on it. And the new DC needs to have some input to what's going on, particularly because we're going to be getting into the talent acquisition phase of the offseason very soon. He needs to tell them, okay, here's what I need you to get. Uh, Will McClay, here's what I'm looking for when the draft comes around. Here's the kind of free agents I might be interested in. Here are some guys that are our own free agents that I might want to resign or I want to say, no, let's just let them go on because they don't fit. You came up with the great example of J. Ron Curse, who is that hybrid safety linebacker kind of thing that Dan Quinn really seemed to love. And I suspect that Zimmer is going to want real live, honest to gosh, off-ball linebackers to man the middle of his defense. Uh, so which could mean he's going to want to be there when they talk about whether Leighton Vanderesh uh might be a cap casually because he's got uh, the history of not being able to complete the season and you have to take a hard nosed look at that kind of thing, but he might have something to say about that. And you also brought up Hankins, Jonathan Hankins and Dorrance Armstrong, because we don't know that Zimmer's got the same profile, the idea of who he wants for his defensive lineman. And so those are guys that a lot of people think, well, maybe they should they should bring them back. But Zimmer may said, nah, I want to do something else. Uh, you know, so we're gonna have to just well the commanders see. have holes there as well. They've traded away a couple of their good defensive linemen here in the past year. Uh one of them is playing in the Super Bowl. So um they've yeah. got some holes to fill along that defensive line. And that's, I think, another interesting aspect of this. As you kind of look around the rest of the NFC East, yeah, there are so many either Cowboys or Texas ties. Nearly every coordinator that's mm -hmm. in a position currently has some type of relationship or tie either to Texas or to the Cowboys organizationally. 
right? Yeah. You look at first and foremost what the Eagles have done as they've added Kellen Moore as their offensive coordinator and Vic Fangio as their defensive coordinator. Well, Kellen, obviously, we've mentioned his history with the Cowboys. Vic, never been with the Cowboys, but to me, he has history specifically with Dak Prescott because he was with the Denver Broncos a few seasons ago where the Cowboys were rolling. They met the Denver Broncos and the Vic Fangio defense. They got roasted, and they finished the season 6-5 and and wound up you know, collapsing in the playoffs as we've seen so many times before. Yeah, it's an old story, and I kind of wish we'd quit reading it again. But it, it's also worth looking at. No, it's, it's, you got you got to bring it up. It just hurts. Uh, but you look also at the NFC East. Uh, there's only one other coordinator, uh, you know, besides Mike McCarthy, who's his own offensive coordinator technically. There's only one other coordinator that's carrying over, and that's the offensive coordinator in New York. The rest of the coordinators in the NFC East have changed out. Uh, the commanders have Whit as their defensive commander. Uh, and they, huh? He said defensive commander. The, oh, defensive coordinator, yeah. And, and they also brought in Cliff Kingsbury, one of your Texas ties, because, of course, he goes back to Texas Tech. Um, you know, we met, you mentioned that the Eagles just brought on Fine Joe. Um, the, the Giants are still looking to fill their defensive coordinator job. But, you know, the Eagles, of course, look who they did for their offensive coordinator. Good old Kellen Moore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what. I really wonder about exactly the thought process other than they think, Kellen may have done a good job with that. Prescott, they seem to think Jalen Hurts has some of the same traits. I'm not so sure about that. But uh that's going to be that that's going to be interesting to watch. What to me is also worth throwing in the pot here and stirring up is that thing I mentioned about coordinators coming in and not always hitting the ground running, needing a year or two. It could be a tumultuous year for the NFC East because there's so many new coordinators. There's not a lot of continuity because the teams, all the teams had, you know, either the, the whole season or the end of the season went poorly. Uh, you know, I think from what, late November or December on, the NFC East was probably the worst division in the NFL. Yeah. Uh, you know the we you know we know what the Cowboys went through uh, where the cow the Cowboys had kind of a slow collapse that that you didn't really notice because they squeaked out against the Lions and they got to beat up on the Commanders and the Eagles just had a, had an open clear to everybody you know doing it in front of the plate glass window collapse uh, you know it yeah. just. So their big Fangio moment was Nick Sirianni screaming in the Chiefs tunnel. Yeah. That was when things went horribly wrong for them. Yeah. It's, uh, I think, yeah, I think, I think the Eagles retain their biggest problem myself. Uh, (laughs) Just my, my belief. Yeah. I agree Uh, with you. I agree with you. But I think your overall point back to the Cowboys organizationally and how they think about things, this is why fans continue to be frustrated and why we can't really ever seem to shake the ghosts of the past because philosophically 
at the very, very top, we can never truly change the way they approach this type of decision making. And therefore, I wouldn't have a whole lot of expectations that the culture inside the locker room or otherwise is going to change either. Yeah, I I was thinking they live in the past a little bit uh, when you were saying that, Uh, you know, they they still think that, you know, we did it back then. We can do it again the same way. No, you can't. Uh, You know, of course, now now, you know, once they make the decision decision on the coordinator, they're probably going to want to make some large changes in their staff. So we'll be going through another round of hires. It's just of lesser significance as they piece together. You know, we'll find out. Maybe, you know, they'll want to come in. They want to keep Al Harris, who seems very happy at his current level. He kind of is refusing to be Peter Principled, which, I mean, that can, you know, especially when you're working for an organization that's known to pay their assistants rather generously, like the Cowboys. I can see why he might want to go in and pitch himself to the new guy and say, look, hey, here's what I do. Uh, and and he is supposedly not big on scheme. He just wants to coach his technique and, and get his players where the uh, defensive coordinator needs, which may be very appealing. So we'll have to see about that. It It's kind of an interesting to also note that on Wednesday it was reported the Cowboys blocked an interview for tight ends coach Lunda Wells uh, that was requested by the commanders, which, you know, mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy is wanting to keep his gang together, it looks like. And when you look at how Jake Ferguson performed last year, you can see why he might want to keep Lunda Wells there because he's got Fergie, you know, to keep developing. They also would like to get some return on the investment from Luke Schoonmacher. And uh, schoolmaker, and uh, you know, and I think you know, right now we're seeing a lot of teams that are doing a lot, you know, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, uh, anyway, they they do a lot with tight ends, uh, and can go a long way, uh, you know, on a team that almost that's really what half their their uh, offense is the Mahomes to uh, connection, yep. So, you know, I, I see why they can do that, but there's going to be some big changes on the others in the others hallway or however they're organized in the star. I've never been there, but it, it you know, we've got some, some, a lot, a lot of decisions to make. And there comes a time when you have to, you know, fish cut bait. So it's kind of, you know, we're, we're probably going to see, get there. I, I don't, know that there's a good timeline, but I wouldn't be surprised if something happens early next week and the Cowboys make the call. Yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like by the time we get to our next pod, we will have settled on the guy who will be in that position and you and I will be able to break down his tape. Excuse me. (laughs) There too, his tape and uh, figure out exactly what he's all about, what his philosophy may be and, and what we can glean as to, how the Cowboys will attack their offseason, right? Like that to me is the next picture is we can't really know what they might go after until we settle this item here. So hopefully 
by the time we record this podcast next week, the Cowboys will have an answer for us. If you're out there listening and have a preference, maybe one of the guys we mentioned or maybe someone you we haven't, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit Tom up at Tom Ryle BTB there on Twitter. You can hit me up at RW3. And, of course, make sure you follow all the great content at bloggingtheboys.com. And by following the YouTube page and checking out all the podcasts that we hit you up with two times a week. That's right. Even in the offseason, we never stay dry here at bloggingtheboys.com. So, uh, Tom, I'll let you have some parting thoughts. Well, I just I just noticed something that's reported that the Ryan interview has happened. Understood. Uh, so, so I just wanted to throw that in and correct what we said earlier. So, there you Terrific. go. Well, we'd love to hear what you think about the potential of Rex Ryan being added in this coaching staff. Tom and I have obviously put, put our hats in preference of Mike Zimmer at this point, and I think Mike Zimmer should be the right answer for the Cowboys. I'd feel a little bit better going into the next offseason, Tom, although I will not be sucked. I will not <laughs> be sucked this offseason, and neither will you. Until at least maybe we see those all-in comments get backed up in free agency or otherwise. Uh, but yeah. until then, next Thursday, I'm, he's Tom. I'm Roy. You guys stay riled up on the Cowboys, and we will see you next week.